We're bringing our whole selves. We're bringing it all out. This is just winging it. Wing. Woo. We're bringing some energy after. See, before the episode started, we always we just have like a decompression, right? Where we just like vent everything for the week, and then we can go on and have the show. But what's funny is the show is also us venting everything. It's true. I think the I think the moral it's of like the story is venting. We have a lot to vent. We we're do. like a volcano. Yeah. We're like Mount St. Helens. It's like we, we got the five minutes before we start recording where we're like, we don't really, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to uh, bombard our audience with that stuff. It's too it's much. It's a little too much. It's too it's much. It's too raw. They'll lose their minds. They will. Yeah. Um, it's like Hannibal Lecter whispering into your right, ear, basically. Right. It's just too much. Right. You yeah. might actually eat your own tongue or whatever people did in that. Movie. You're talking about in Red Dragon. You're talking about uh, when he made the guy eat his own face. No, he made he made the guy feed his own face to his dog. Is that what he did? Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. It's true. That's terrifying. So I'm John Abdullah, and I don't want you to eat, feed your own face to your own dog. <laughs> and I'm Patrick Green, and uh, neither do I. This is just winging it. I don't know if I said that already. Yeah, well, um, I, I think we. I think. Well, I, I shouted the word "wing." Okay. I remember That's that because I remember yeah. thinking, "Why did I do that?" A lot of this show is me saying something and thinking, "What the hell was that?" You know. I've I've missed it. I have to say, just being out for a week. Yeah, me too. It's some, a, there, a there's gaping like a hole void. in my life. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. A vast, massive black hole. <laughs> Uh, sucking me deeper and deeper. Yeah, but everything in that black hole that was sucked in, you're gonna spit out. I'm gonna right ejaculate, ejaculate. <laughs> over our audience. <laughs> oh god! There's an explicit I how many rating people, on this podcast. Okay? How many people do you think stopped listening? Uh, like just in the first five minutes of this. Now think, as we've been talking, I everybody. I think the Mount St. Helens joke probably was yeah. where it started, and then right. the, and then ejaculating a black hole of that's where it pent ended. up emotion. Yeah. But yeah. if you're still listening now, we know that you're a di- you're a real fan. That's you're right. a real winglet. You're you're a real winglet. A real one. And now you've lost. Okay, now you've shut. You, now you've turned it off because I just true. said that. Yeah. That's true. So how you been, man? Uh, I'm it's great. Been crazy. Huh? Yeah, it has been crazy, and I've missed our talks. But I um, it's been good. I was able to get away for a little bit. You were able to get away for a little yes, bit. So we I both feel like got away for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that helps. You know. Yeah. Recharges us, which I think is what we're going to talk about today. Something like that. Yeah, we should also mention that five minutes at the beginning of the episode where we decompress and vent is yeah. also five minutes where we figure out what the fuck we're going to talk about. <laughs> Pretty much. we have like a vague notion and then we sit down and we're like, is this really uh, relevant? Yeah. But you know what? I think it is today. We're going to find out. I think we are going to find out, but I think people are going to like this. I think this is going to be in the newspapers. It might be. It's going to be in the papers, I'm telling you. And and, and part of it does come from both of us being away. So when we last talked... I was about to go to this conference, or maybe I had just gotten back. No, I think I had just, yeah, I was just about to go to this conference. You were just about to go. In Salt Lake City. Um, and I was really excited because, like, you know, I had amazing speakers, first off, uh, Barack Obama being one of them, President Barack Obama, our biggest fan, by the way. Yeah, he is number one. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. There were a bunch of others, Richard Branson, Ashton Kutzer, you know. I, I know I was on the program. I I, I unfortunately couldn't make it. Yeah. I, I, so I was they, in the advertising. They dropped Ashton Kutcher instead of you. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, man, he was all over the goddamn map. Like, I, I, be- I do believe that he's a smart guy. Yeah. A lot of smart, you know, a lot of intelligence there, but wow. He just, like, no filter, just... <laughs> really? He sounded like us, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, especially Obama and Oprah Winfrey are two people who never sound like they're that. They're composed, yeah. <laughs> I'm always amazed by people who can... Like, Bill Clinton is like that, too, where yeah. they just sort of talk. Right. 
it's like they have an idea of what they're saying before they get to it by talking. Yes, you know? yes. Whereas for me, like, you know, I will occasionally say something that isn't bad, but <laughs> getting to that is like, you know, it's like chiseling away at a block of granite mm-hmm. until you get to like the statue that was inside of it, but then chipping that away too for some reason. Yeah, until you, you get to like, too many. The, until you get to like the umbilical cord, like remnants that were in there. Yeah, and you could see a little bit of like a chin in some other parts, yeah, but like chipped away vaguely most of the other humanoid. Stuff. The eyes are gone. The eyes are gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sort of my approach to Whereas as some of these people, like like President Barack Obama, um, their brain is like three steps ahead already and knows exactly like how to f- structure everything into this amazing vision. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we'll get into more of, you know, I want to, basically I was looking for a frame for this episode where I could share some of the wisdom that they shared with me and I, you know, I can impart it on all of you. That's what we're going to do. John <laughs> has brought his notebook, his infamous um, notebook out. I have, which, yes, which, which I, can, is I cannot read. Which is from his scrum tournament. Um, and, my uh, tournament. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a real thing because scrum comes from rugby, so that's probably, it probably I, I is. imagine a scrum tournament is. But for some reason, you always write with a green pen. In this it's thing. because it also came with the scrum. Oh, it's, that's the it's scrum my branding pen. as well. I try to always be on brand. That's their hashtag brand. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. But um, so it was also nice to get away because you know this actually was the first time I spent three nights away from the kids, longest I've ever spent. Um, I think I've done at most a night away before. Wow. Um, yeah, I've really. I, you know, I I have a job that could involve a little bit more travel. It's certainly, you know, I'm not like overseas or anything like that. Um, but I've like, I don't know, I've not really been feeling it. I'm not wanting to like go too far, partially because I feel bad. It puts a lot on Bethany, you know, having Luke is now 17 months. So he's getting to a more manageable place um, with sleep and all that. Um, but also, I don't know, I just haven't really wanted to be away much. It sucks. Um, yeah, it's tough. Like with little kids... Um, but I, I have to say that, you know, this is the classic thing many others will say, I'm sure too, where you, uh, it's worse on you than it is the kids. But oh, yeah. I, but I went thinking like, oh, you know, Luke will be fine. You know, maybe he'll like go to the door every now and then or something. And Papa. Yeah, exactly. Papa, come Longingly on. look at the door. Dada. He'll forget how to say dada. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm always like, I'm always like, think they'll remember me. Cause I, I mean, I went to Italy for remember six me. nights. Oh God, that's emotional. When Jude was like. A few months old, you know, um, yeah. and that was, and I was like, I hope he remembers me when I got back. And Micah's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> She's like, A, you think poop comes out of a stomach. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, it is, it is tough. And I've taken quite a lot of international trips since then. Yeah, for, you for have. Work. And, and it's always difficult. But what I do, and this is already derailing this episode, so I'll no, make it brief. No, this is good. Is, uh, is I take them on like walking tours. And we did that in Quebec. Yes, I remember we you telling about well. me about this. Uh-huh. Uh, and it sort of like lets them feel more like they're so like even just when I went away with Micah for a couple of days just yeah. now, which we'll hold off on for now. Um, we did that with them. Like we took them on a little walking tour of Quebec City, yeah. and then they took us on a tour of like the activities that they were doing with Nona and Pop Pop. And yeah. so we had things to like talk about. Oh, that's and nice. Kind of, so that actually that's a nice. Well, see, way to I was help. expecting yeah. that, and and with Grace, you know, because again, Luke, I, he's fine. Um, he he wouldn't even notice if I was gone. Isn't it kind of sad though to know that if you this is really going to get don't morbid, give a shit. but if you died right now. Well, okay, Jude will remember you, I think. Yeah, maybe. But Henry, zero no, recollection. No Which Everything is crazy. That, just yeah. think about every all the great memories we have with them, and none of that would they wouldn't know any of it. Like they would How be shown, they would be shown pictures. Yeah, and they would they would have no. I mean, they would have no. Like clue. hopefully, you know, there's something deep in there that you know you've left them with or whatever. But okay, anyway, I'm not going to die. So yeah. uh, not yet anyway. <laughs> we are immortal. Yeah. <laughs> so I was away, and I, I did think that Grace was going to miss me. 
Um, and and so you know, I tried to prepare her a week before I like started to talk to her about it. You'd wow. Um, well, just to say that you know I'm going to be going away on a business trip. Maybe it wasn't that even makes a week. So, okay, you're not going to the moon. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is our first man where you're sitting the kids down and saying I might not come back. Yeah, exactly. No, no but I mean, I wanted to. I didn't Did want it say, to be a surprise. Daddy might be yeah. gone. And then I, I walked her up to a cliff, right? And I said, "Someday this will all be yours, <laughs> in case I don't come back." Right. Um, everything and the then light you got touches, trampled to death by but a don't stampede go beyond of the shadow. Yeah, don't, no matter what. So I just wanted to give her a heads up, just to let her know, you know, just to prepare. That's all. Um, and and it was apparent to me pretty early on that like it it really didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. She she really was like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. You know, you're gonna go on a plane. Can I, you know, can I go on a plane? Like she yeah. was excited about that part. And then I got there and like I was away and I you know I obviously would check in with Bethany and uh, Grace didn't ask about me at all. Um, and then, then the, like, I would try to FaceTime with her. And, you know, she was engaged. Of course, she was more interested in doing filters than anything else. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, she wanted to be a dragon and all that, which is... Have you done that dragon one on Facebook Messenger? Uh, no, we don't use that um, for video oh, man. stuff. It's wild. It's, is like, it really? a little creepy. Their whole face, like, it shows their face morphing into a full-out, like, dragon. And then when they open their mouth, it breathes fire. Is this just a way for you to get into artificial intelligence again? Because I got to say... <laughs> I'm predicting that <laughs> happening. This augmented reality shit. Always. It's an easy segue. It is, but I won't go there. So anyway, I tried to do the, like, oh, look at this is daddy's hotel room. And then I had, like, right. a nice view of a mountain outside of my room because I was in Salt Lake City and it's, like, all around, you know, right. there's mountains all around. And uh, and so I was trying to show her that and she was just, like, not interested at all. She was <laughs> of fine. Course. And, like, you know, and Bethany kept asking me, like, you know, are you are you upset that she, uh, she doesn't actually miss you? And I'm like, no, you know what? I'm honestly not. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I've, this for me is a good sign that I've done a decent job parenting because like she's totally secure yeah and and it's fine like she knows I'm gonna come back in a couple days um hopefully if I didn't then she would miss me but who knows <laughs> um and so yeah it was good it was it was a good break and like all travel I think we've maybe this has come up before um but I go in with all these ambitions of like you know I brought two books with me I brought yeah. a, I brought a bathing suit <laughs> Because <laughs> there was a pool in the hotel, and I'm like, oh, I'll be there three nights. You know, maybe you I'll, know. Wanna, yeah. I'll wake up a little early, go for a swim. Right. You know, and of course, I get there, and I'm just like, it's two hours behind. My flight was delayed, so it was basically like a red eye, and then it was another red eye on the way back. This happens every single time. And it time. was just, the whole time, I was just, you know, at a conference or trying to sleep. Yep. Um. And so, yeah, it was not at all a break. you still get the adventurous thing of, like, you get to go back to the hotel room alone, which is a weird yeah, experience. It is. I'm assuming it you is. went back alone. I'm not going to um, ask many questions about that. <laughs> But, you know, you get to, like, you, like, wrap up the day, and then you get to, like, have, like, a place that's, like, really to yourself. Yes. That is and very... like, ooh, I wonder what's on television. And just having a bed to yourself. And like, this big bed that smells weird. I didn't turn on the TV. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love, like, I love when I'm in another country. Like, I just, like, just put, like, the local public access on. Yeah. And well, I'm like, and Salt Lake City does shit? feel like another country. Let's well, I, I wanted to ask that. you about that, actually, before you get into the conference. Yeah. What is it like? Because in my head, it is just a Mormon temple. Yeah, definitely. I with mean... With rocks. I... It was not as extreme as I might have expected. I think they've were people actually proselytizing the whole thing. Like, were of... people coming after you the whole time? <laughs> yeah, they were all no, none of them. No, were. they were just constantly throwing books at me. That's what I assume is just like tar- target practice, like exactly. skeet shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I definitely I took a couple of lifts so I got to meet some of the common folk there. You know, the drivers and whatnot. Were they all Mormon? <laughs> uh, no, I have no. I didn't. I didn't talk about. So they don't whether... talk about it. I didn't, at least the person I talked to. Okay. More small talk kind of. But there was like definitely that Midwestern, not as much Mormon, just just a little bit more like um, friendliness and like, 
you know, we we're we're from Boston, so uh, this area of the where, of the country where it's like people are just colder generally yeah. until you get a little bit deeper or whatever. And so that part I definitely noticed. Mm-hmm. Um and then there are like some laws about drinking and um Apparently, it's fairly recent that they moved away from. You used to have to like get a membership or some shit to be able to drink at public places that offered liquor. As a consumer, yes, as a consumer of the liquor, you had to be like a member. Basically, you had to sign up for AA. Probably, you know, you have to go to AA meetings weekly. Yeah, just just preemptively, just just to like have a drink at a bar. I will inevitably go down that road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Weird, but that wasn't the case. I was able to go to a bar and get a drink as a non-member, as a non-member, and as a non-Mormon. Non-Mormon. I think you have to be a non-Mormon. That's probably you know. Oh, because they can't drink. Uh, I don't. I honestly, I don't. I think they can't drink. Can they? Well, they don't. Can they not like dance and other stuff too? And they have to have special underwear. Although they don't necessarily have to wear it, I learned. But I remember. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Is this real? Yes, Mormon underwear, underwear is a real thing. Nuh-uh. Yes, it is. Is it Look like? It is it like eating kosher meat? Like it's the way it was manufactured or something? It's something about like the. Well, it can't I, be this, this is where it the ass talking comes in. Okay, I don't actually know. I don't actually. I don't. I think it has something to do with the way all it's my stitched. underwear is made out of uh, pig skin, so it might That's be a problem. Pig skin undies. <laughs> Pigskin undies. Forget, brought to you by Pigskin undies. Yeah. Forget about me undies. <laughs> These are all straight up baseball gloves you wear on your ass. I have to say, I, I got pigskin mittens. Did I tell you about this? Wait a minute. Yo, for I fucking real? love these pigskin mittens. You can really get you. a pigskin anything? Yes. It's a real thing. Oh, wow. And I, I got them because I was freezing cold. Yeah. And I didn't have gloves on because I never find gloves that I like. Isn't and my pig hands skin are always freezing. Like, like human skin, basically? That's the weird thing is genetically they're so close that it's almost well, human. Well, what, but how, it's not. How I mean, do they make they good die gloves? Of, you know, it's got like, I don't, you don't see like a visible nipple or something on it. You know, it's not like, there's not like an eye, like an eyebrow just floating. <laughs> Can you imagine? Someone got a defective <laughs> pair of gloves and there's just a nipple, <laughs> like right like in the a, middle on their palm. Like clearly a birthmark on it. You're like, oh my God, that's, that, that's a poor <laughs> This poor oh pig. Yeah, there's nothing like that. You know, it's it's yellow. It's dyed like a football. Uh, you know, like a pig. But why, I don't understand the benefit of it, though. I mean, you said you wanted warm gloves. Yeah. Well, so so I was walking into the train freezing, uh, yeah. and the guy in front of me was like a construction worker, and he like held the door open for me, and he had these like fucking weird looking mittens on, and I just <laughs> like I was like, this is my them. chance. <laughs> there are just hundreds of nipples studded <laughs> with nipples. I was like, this is my only chance to see what a construction worker so wears them. during the day. So I killed him, and yeah. I, I made gloves out of him. <laughs> <laughs> like he must be very warm. I wear the nipples. There's not enough nipples on this guy. Um, oh but I looked God, and I got the brand episode. name as he was opening the door. Dark. And I looked it up on Amazon. And they're you know of course they're on Amazon for oh, like so you just really looked at the brand name. Yeah. Did you sort of like because well, I was like if somebody knows what to did, wear. Did it's somebody's your hand outside just sort of hover over and like lift gently lift up his gloves. I just so caressed him. Under, I just under like I gently palm. caressed him. I asked him if he was a Mormon. He was like what? And then I just <laughs> ran away. Um, so they actually. Pig skin. They're water resistant. They are very warm. They have tremendous grip. The pigs must be gripping some serious... Well, they have hooves, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're not like like ungulates. They got like fucking... (laughs) Anyway, what were we talking about? Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Hang on. Salt Lake City. undies. Yeah, yeah. Right. Me undies by pig skin. Yeah. So, so tell me about the underwear still. I, I still don't understand. That's so the thing. They, I, I remember this because when Mitt Romney was running for president, <laughs> there was a lot of talk about like things that he, because he's Mormon that he can't like do. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which when you think about it, it's pretty fucked up that, that we would be making fun of somebody's like, I mean, uh, although to be clear, I think Mormonism is a little strange. I mean, it's a little goofy. It's a little, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, let's, let's be clear. But, but, but to but also be clear, if you're listening and you're a Mormon, him, you know, thank you for listening. Please tithe the show. Please tithe the show. You can use it. And uh, and let us know. Tell us where we're wrong. And if you're not goofy, just tell us. You know, yeah. just explain why. 
have we'll one read. of your wives come and tell us, yeah. and then we can you know verify if that's really a thing because that is also and and then I guess mail us. Are you are you on email or they use, are you, they use electricity? Yeah, use they're digital? not they're not like fucking. Uh, they're not like <laughs> the uh, the uh, the the Pennsylvania. What people, do they call the Pennsylvania uh, Dutch? Amish. Amish. That's it. Yeah. Wow, that was close. We'll get to you later, Amish. Yeah, we're coming for you, the Amish. But anyway, but but, so, but people were making fun of the too. fact that like that they that they are supposed to wear specific types of underwear. Again, this is not. I'm not saying that I know but what all about, about it? this. It's just I, there's pictures of it online. No, don't on. look it up. No, don't look on. it up. I, I wanna, just want it from your memory. Just, I want some ass talking. So so here's some ass talking. It looks sort of like a blanket that got folded over many times. <laughs> and I remember specifically something about the stitching being important. Like the the stitching wasn't supposed oh, to be exposed. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of the diet Mormons have or something, and maybe like it's explosive or something, and like the stitching might come undone. I honestly don't know, but it's a purity thing. Oh my god! But I remember, I remember the answer being that not all Mormons yeah. use special like blanket religion. underwear, right? You know that there are, that there's layers of of this. Oh but, my god, uh, layers of it. But I also think it's layers funny of underwear, of, uh, <laughs> many layers of parachute underwear. Well, anyway, Salt Lake City was delightful. I was impressed by the options for restaurants and bars. And you think and- it's Midwestern? I don't know. Is I mean, it culturally, not? I think it would be. Uh, that's it. C- culturally. You're right. It's not mid. It's just Western. But, I mean, it's you know. low down there, too, right? It's sort oh, of it's low down it's there. Low d- that's Mormon underwear. I got a picture of it. Oh, you. my God. You guys uh, got to Google a, that It's shit. called a temple garment, uh, and it's a garment of the holy priesthood, or Mormon underwear, which is a type of uh, underwear worn by adherents of the Latter-day Saint movement <laughs> after they've taken part in the endowment ceremony. It's it's real. It's like full body. It looks very comfortable, but it looks like they made it out of the mainsail of a boat. <laughs> Maybe there's a nautical theme. I don't know. Oh, God. All right. Well, you know, again, if you're Mormon and listening, if we've offended you, I mean, I'm sorry. I just, you know. We have many, many Mormon listeners. I mean, look what you're doing. It's it's prone to getting some commentary. And you know what? You have a wonderful city in Salt Lake. You do. It was really nice. People love going there. Um, And I learned that uh, Imagine Dragons performed for us at the conference. Are they Mormon? And... I don't think so. No. In they fact, see, he, they seem like they would be. They seem like they would be. He okay. talked about his mom and how, like, she was very religious, and I assume it was Mormon, but he didn't specify. And how, like, you know, he, he kind of, he didn't full out rebel from that. Is this like, Brandon? Their, their music is still very, like, clean, you know? That's um, what I'm thinking with the Mormon thing. Is this really Brandon? good. I think it is Brandon. It's not, he looks like a Brandon to me. Um, I gotta say, so I went into that concert and to hearing them. Um, knowing a few of their songs and being like, yeah, they're cool. You know, I like a couple yeah, like of their songs. U2, like Radioactive, but, you know. well, obviously. But Radio they are inspired Active. by U2, I should note. Are they? Oh, really? Look that shit up, yes. Edge. Um, the Edge. Radioactive the is one of the songs that I that I knew and a couple others, you know, mm-hmm. and as, as soon as I heard more of them, Their I, music is the sort of music you hear in CVS while you're waiting to pay for, like, your cough drops. <laughs> and you're like, what is this? Oh, right. No, but I gotta, I am going you to- You love them now. I am now a fanny- of Imagine Dragons. Of Imagine I, Dragons. Not only because of the music, which I thought they were awesome live, really great show, but uh, I also, I got to hear them speak before about like the band and their their choices along the way. And they so they were, they were speakers at this conference uh, as well. Yeah, he spoke for a little bit, Brandon. Brandon. Um, but though he was on voice rest, is that what, they, what you singers vocal call rest, it? Yeah. Vocal rest, Was he really? Um, because, well, I mean, they do, you know, the, the style of the music, the singing in particular, I imagine, takes a toll. And he was going to be performing sure. the next day and the night before or something. So um, so he didn't get to talk a lot. But he talked about, you know, his how he approaches the art of it and, and their, their career over time and how <clears throat> they had this, like, crossroads moment where they could have, they as part of this contest with Rolling Stone, signed a deal you know, gotten on the cover of Rolling Stone and gotten a record deal, but it would have been absolute, like, atrocious record company deal where they would have, like, you know, lost all their rights and, mm-hmm. you know, 
And and it was a moment where they they decided no, they weren't going to do that. And of course, as a result, they had to spend you know f- more years like really just doing the small shows and like building up a base. Um, but they they kept that sort of organic growth um, strategy, if you want to call it that. Organic growth um, strategy. I know the scrum strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so it's so like marketing yeah. uh, jargon. It's it's terrible. I know. Um, but anyway, you know, so they they kept it real, and uh, and they didn't sort of go that other easier option and. For them, I don't know. I, I got the sense that it was real. He was really authentic about that, and Brandon wanting to stay true. Yeah, Brandon to his. Uh, <laughs> he does seem like a Brandon. He does stay true to to what where they came from and and how they wanted to approach the music. And at the same time, they've they've not like you know when when they've been pressed to like try to be like darker or like you know more edgy. Like that's just not less who Mormon. they are. Um, yeah, less Mormon. Less exactly. Mormon. Yeah. And and I really appreciated them, and I and I do. I think the music was awesome. And of course, now Grace's like fa- absolute favorite songs are by them. Um, really, Thunder. Yeah, it was um, very easy music to listen to. It know? is. It gets definitely gets stuck. <clears> it's in very your head. like top forty earworm. Um, it's catchy. It's nice. It is. You know? Yeah, it's but about I, something. I think there's something unique there too. I don't. I find it. It's not just very like poppy, like you know, Elevator, or whatever kind of music, or CVS, as you said. Yeah. Um, I feel like it has a really distinct sound. It does. Yeah. Um, it's very like booming, you know. It's, uh, I, don't, I don't have the. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anthemic, anthemic, anthemic. Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess, I guess anthemic. I don't think I've ever heard anybody actually say it out loud before. I, I don't know. It's sort of like Kings of Leon, but a little less yes. uh, edgy. That's right. right. I got to see them live before too. They opened for you two show, of course. <laughs> really? <laughs> Kings was that a of good Leon. Show? Um, Kings of Leon. Yeah. Oh, they were awesome. I bet that was yeah, a show. it was early yeah. on too. It was like after maybe their second album or something. So when they were more of a country group. Um, there was a little bit of a country twang there, you know, which yeah. I, I'm not a big country fan. But uh, anyway. Anyway, so it was a good conference. It was a good conference. It was good getting away. I still enjoyed getting away, and we'll talk more about the sort of recharging aspect, yeah. of, you know, but but it was interesting on the kids' side of things that, uh, you know, everything went fine. Good, I don't know why. Good. I mean, I expected it would, but except for, you know, Bethany. They're like, I am so important. Yeah. Everybody must miss me. Because that's what I say. I mean, I th- I thought, yeah, I thought maybe they I do, would. I, I do honestly what was your think getaway that, like? I, I mean, I, I do honestly think sometimes that the kids like should miss me more than they, they should just do, wait at the window because they fucking do not care. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna miss you guys so much. Like, Dad, go! I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to leave. They're like, we will have an Adventure Time episode that we're allowed to watch now. So get out of the house. <laughs> and isn't um, it the best coming home after a trip to the, your kids? Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, it's just like it's at, like at the end of every family cheesy family movie. Home Alone. Where, like, they just, you know, the dad just gets back to the airport and fought overseas or whatever. And, <laughs> yeah, usually doing and, something and, brave. And they just, like, spot each other at the airport and just run into each other's arms. That's yeah. That's basically what it's like. It, it, it is a little bit like that. It feels that way. It, it does. doesn't, you know, it doesn't usually. And it definitely was this last time because Micah and I were both gone. Yeah. What was so that like? Was have like, you ever uh, done that before? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we go away, like, every anniversary that we have. You know, yeah. we go for one or two, I think usually two nights. Um, but this was... Uh, was this two nights or three nights? This was, I guess this was only two nights. This this trip was like such Four a whirlwind. Weeks? It was a month yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a little bit longer, but also it's interesting. Jude is, is I mean, because when he was, like he was Grace's age when I went to England for nine or And that was the first like that. one, right? No, that was. Uh, or it was Italy. It, Italy was the first one. Yeah. And, and that was different because he was so little that he, it didn't, didn't matter. Really register that yeah, much he to him. he died, he wouldn't matter. Yeah, he would have been like, what was that? What yeah. was that guy? Um, but, but England was, was like, I, w- I was struck by how little he noticed my absence. And yeah. Henry, at that point, was like two months old. Right. I think. 
Or no, he was a year old. <laughs> yeah, never mind. He was a year old. <laughs> Hashtag second child. Yeah, right. But he was young, you know. But this time, like, Jude is, is really a, a fully formed kid. So, like, so so he, he did Adult. You know, miss us a lot. He's yeah. a fully grown man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he was kind of a little bit angry when we got back. Like, he was really excited to see us, but he was also kind of, like, you know, a little bit angry that we... Uh, Left, like, he kind of like took it out on us a little really? bit. Really, and then he got over it, and, and it was fine. Did he beat you up? He did. He killed me. Is that what your bit, black yeah. eye is from? That is my black eye. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. You know, it was. I was. You, know, uh, you could punch. Well, no, you can't. Punch <laughs> no, I'm not going to mean, punch I, down. I'm pretty sure legally you can't. Yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, it was an interesting experience, like seeing how it's different now that he's older. Mm-hmm. He's also um, doing like we, we're playing a lot more games together because he he really he loves like math. That's like his his thing. And yeah. He loves like board games, and it's kind of a way for him to do it. So like we like we played like real chess yesterday because he got a chess set from wow. his uncle, uh, from his great uncle for uh, Christmas, and it's like a, and that guy he's like very serious. This this is Joey and Miles's dad. He's okay. very serious about chess, <laughs> and so he got he got Jude this like big set, you know, that's mm-hmm. like real wood. It's like championship approved. Wow! Um, and it's because it, because Jude had expressed interest in learning chess a while ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so for a while we played with like one or two types of pieces at a time thinking that might be kind of easier for him. And then Micah, I was, when I was, you know, away on last Saturday or something, Micah like took it out and he was, and they played a game with like all of the pieces in play. And she was like, yeah, he can do it. It's fine. So, so we've been playing like actual That's real awesome. chess games. What's your approach crazy. to that? Do you like, you, you don't play for real, right? I mean, on your end, like you want to help I, him. I, and I do play for real, but, I, but I, I give him mulligans because I show him yeah. what will happen if certain things that he does. And then, and then, so I show him like, <laughs> this will put you into check or this will, this, I don't think this, you want to do happen. that. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Like, yeah. I'll, so like if he moves to a place that's not great, like I'll show him the repercussions of it so right. he can see and then put the pieces back and be like, try something else out, you know? Right. Um, cause, cause he's good enough that he can get it. Like yeah. he, he can play, yeah. you know? Um, but he just doesn't get like the kind of long-term strategy. But I have to say we were, uh, th- there's this game that we love called, uh, Traffic Jam. Do you mm, know Traffic Jam? No. It's like a logic puzzle game. Okay. And it is just like a freaking perfect game to play. Yeah. For anybody. And there's a kid set that Jude got, I think for my parents for Christmas mm. that's designed for like four to nine year olds or something. Yeah. And uh, is this the game where you go out into the street into traffic and you get under cars yeah. and you just sort of don't make noise and you wait to die? <laughs> that's 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 what the game is. It's it's a weird game, you know. But it does sound kind of fun. It is fun. There's worse ways uh, to go out. You know, it's you get to sleep a little bit. Yeah. Forever. Or creep the fuck out of a driver. <laughs> it was this silent man laying in the middle <laughs> of the road. But it's basically there's it's a small board. It's like an eight by eight grid. Um, and there are these little cars that go on it, and some of them take up two spaces, and some of them take up three spaces. Like there's like buses and things like that, and there's yeah. little plastic cars. And um, and then there's one car, and the kids' version is an ice cream truck, and the adult version is just like a red car that has to get out of this grid. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a get, and it's always the same place where they exit from. It's just sort of in the middle of one of the sides, and it always it always starts directly horizontally across from it so mm-hmm. it so if there was nothing in the way it could just go straight across but of course those cars that are blocking it you know Always. so you have to like untangle the Damn mess traffic. of blocked cars using only on straight lines and it is like such a fun brain teaser but jude is like frighteningly good at oh it. that sounds awesome um like much better than either of us are at it and so the kids version we like we went to like the hard ones immediately and he, and we he was so fast that we just started timing him and he was doing him in 20 seconds wow so so i got the adult version yeah for my birthday from my parents because i've been telling him how much uh, we love this nice. game yeah and I, and I got stuck on the second one <laughs> and he was like dad can i just do it and he fucking sat down and did it wow and i was like wait 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 
I think you skipped something. Like, and so he's like, no, I didn't. And he did it backwards, putting the cards back on the board. And he said, watch. And then he fucking did That's it again. That's amazing. How did that feel <laughs> for it you? It was crazy. It was scary. Isn't it amazing to see your kid's brain like work at that yeah. advanced level? Yeah. And better than mine. That's the yeah. thing that like, yeah. you know, I mean, I, which like, is saying a lot. Which <laughs> to be fair, that's a pretty low baseline to start from. But like, I really love those kinds of games and mm. I'm not terrible at them. Yeah. But, um, but he's faster at it than I am. That's awesome. Or Micah too. So that was really fun. So playing games has been yeah has been great. So he I don't was know upset why I got started you, on that. That you left and left him to play games on his own or <laughs> that, something. Maybe maybe that's where that was yeah. coming from. Yeah. I don't know. But we but we got back and played a lot, and that was uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. Um, should we do our segment? Let's get into it. Yeah. Just whinging. Just it. whinging it. This is our first ever whinging session. Um, I have to be clear. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Whinging. Is that really how you say that? Yeah. Because we have a lot of like UK listeners. Well, all right. If you're, we actually in, do if have you're a, in the UK, an actual lot of UK this listeners. This is true. This is true. Unlike um, Mormons, we do have many UK listeners. Maybe they're Mormon too. We don't know. They could be. But I don't I think that like, exists there. Is that how maybe. you say it? Is it whinging? whinging? I'm just whinging it. Yeah, definitely. It's raw. And it's spelled, uh, I looked this up because I wanted to, you know, if we're going to do that, I don't know why it matters how it's spelled, but. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. W I N G E. Whinge. I see. I thought it was W H I N G I N G. Oh, you might be right. There might be an H I think there. That's how you I forget spell it, now. <laughs> well, anyway, nobody's going to know the difference. But uh, the idea with I this if is the word uh, wine comes from that too. It might be similar. It like does, unless I'm spelling it wrong, in which case, yeah. this conversation is completely ass talking. It doesn't matter. We're whinging it. We're just we're just fucking whinging, just whinging everything whinging today. Go ahead. Uh, so so the idea with this segment is we pick out something that bothers us about parenting. Yeah. Which immediately, or or yell about kids, or about you know the whole thing. Which I do find I, uh, as a parent, just generally whinge more often as a human being. Oh yeah, right. There's more to get grumpy. There's about. There's more to get grumpy about. There's more yeah. to be frustrated That's by right. because like life is just more intense and more complicated. That's right. And so to get through it, you end up you know. I think the thing is, parents are great at identifying problems in things that we do as a society with kids because we are always butting up against those problems That's and right. having to find workarounds which is what just winging it is all about like it you know yeah. this whole time we've been talking about that you know That's right. like the world through it. is is difficult in this aspect you know of having kids like time management or safety or things like that and we have to like find ways to deal with it yeah. you know yeah um so go ahead winch but yeah there are some things that no matter what just seem to never get fixed and they always piss me off and i have to say one of them is the fact that there are not kids sections at most normal restaurants. Have you ever been to one where there is? No, have you? No. No. So why'd you say well, most? So why not? Well, because I'm sure there's something out there that has that, right? That would be but interesting, But it's, like, it's yeah. like you have two choices. Like you can go sit in a fucking Burger King, right? Yeah. Or you can not take the kids. Or the yeah. third choice is you can take the kids and be nervous about it the whole time. I know. Right? Most of the time it's not even a problem. The kids are fine, yeah. you know? Yeah, But there's that constant sort of back of your head like, oh, God, I hope they don't do this because there's going to be- dish of food over, over <laughs> to somebody else's Throwing knives at people as target uh-huh. practice, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't understand why, you know, we had fucking smoking sections for a long time and that was terrible, yeah. you know? <laughs> right? There's like no benefit to anybody for that. <laughs> right. Um, so why not have a kids section that's just like because here's I know. the thing. So I find I find myself in this position a lot. We go to a restaurant. Yeah. We take the kids. We're very excited about it. the kids. Love eating out. So yeah. we we try to do that sometimes with them. You know, and uh, and and I'm like and I see all of these empty tables and I'm like oh my god yes we're gonna get this like empty right? table out by the fucking back wall exactly and then that's they see you between two people on dates. And, and two, two different couples. It's like in and, front of a window. Yeah, right. Yeah. With like a microphone at the they're table. They're like their candle at dinner. They're quietly talking to each other. He's probably going to propose. And, yeah, they both have right? just rings out. Yep. 
Um, and then they just sit our fucking loud family down. Yeah, big circular table right in the middle, not on the sides, just right in the middle. Yes, and you know that feeling when you walk, like there's this Indian restaurant that we love to go to, yeah. and there's like one table that's sort of circular and it's right in the center of the room, uh, and we always get put at that always. table. And But you know what? I've, I've started asking. I'm like, hey, can we just like go to the booths in yeah, the back? Yeah. And they're always like, okay, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, why wouldn't you just do that? Is it a waitstaff thing? Is it like easier for them to take care of to like know where the I've orders go or something? I've never worked in a restaurant, but I think, isn't, I mean, of course, there's a lot of like strategy around sitting people. And uh, yeah, I think they like, try there's to There's a keep, reason for it, right? Yeah, they try to keep the waitstaff like concentrated in a particular area, right? But like if it's a f- 20 feet away. I know. The benefit there right? is so much. Right? Yeah. So, like, why not just do that? That's something I know. that I don't The restaurant get. thing is so hard. Because you're right. It's like you either go to a place that's very kid-friendly and probably has, you know, is like friendlies and has terrible food and service yes. and everything. I'm um, sorry, friendlies. No, uh, they've gone downhill. It's okay. I have to say, we've had a bunch of bad meals at friendlies yeah. lately. I, yeah. I've consistently always had bad meals. <laughs> I remember as a kid going to friendlies. There was actually a time where I went with my family. <laughs> yeah. And the wait was so long that we just left. What is up with the wait time just, at these we places? We just left. Yeah, I've done that. I just put money down and been like, all right, I guess that was it. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're like waiting for the ice cream and I'm trying to get somebody's attention and they're like, who are you? I'm I don't like, know how oh, they're still. God. Weren't they going to close? Like, I thought that was I a thing. I think they went partially bankrupt. Yeah. They got what is this partial bankrupt thing? Sears and all these other yeah, go you know, full just, ass just if you're go gonna do full it. Just, ass. just fucking embrace it, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're uh, gonna go partially bankrupt, the chances are you're gonna go all the way bankrupt. So just save everybody the time. Yeah, you're not gonna like suddenly emerge this like you're not gonna. I mean, like like AOL is a great example. Yeah, of this, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like what are they doing? Let's just drag this out as long as possible, this, right? Yeah. So we're whinging also about partial bankruptcies here. Yeah, this this whinge has already become de-whinged, I think. Yeah, you can see but hang how on, this hang works. On, hang on. So so the 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 ultimate whinge which we will talk about on another episode at yeah. some point is related to this to me, which yeah. is changing tables, which yeah. I think is like that's kind of the ultimate whinge. Oh, but man. that is related to this because so many restaurants I go into, yeah. most of the restaurants yeah. that I go into do not have a changing table in the men's room, and I find that like actually offensive and ridiculous. Absolutely. So We'll, we'll table that and one for now. And then the fucking situations that we're in when we, you know, we get into the bathroom with the kid already. He's, you know, got a load of poop in his Giant diaper. Giant load. And you got to figure out where to put the kid, mm-hmm. right? Because you're already in there. So you've got the, the counter. And a lot of times there's like zero space on around the sink. And it's like very nice. little. You know, it's got like marble. Yeah, well, you fucking... know what? It's nice, but if they don't have a fucking changing table, then they're going to get shit on there. Yeah, and, nice. And running clean it up. Marble counters. Yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> and you've got the guy holding the hand towels next to you. We're just watching you the whole <laughs> yeah, time, like, you know? Can you also, like, like, oh, sorry, sir. Like, Henry, you can please? you also shit on this person yeah, exactly. please, while we're here? <laughs> <laughs> we'll tip him. We'll leave we're him a tip. We're trying to make a after. point, okay? This is. Um, or you have to, like, figure out a spot on the floor, I guess. Like, I, I mean, don't... I've, changed it. I've changed Henry on the toilet floor before yeah. like a stall yeah and just you just pray that they don't terrible. reach and grab anything there's so many things that can go wrong you know and you make like a bed uh, like a fucking mama dinosaur making like a nest like you're making a bed <laughs> of toilet paper on the floor <laughs> yes. and like desperately trying not to let them touch uh, anything and then when you and have then, to go to the bathroom too oh like you have God, to pee or something where do they go? and then you have like a minuscule amount of time Right, where you can let yeah. them go and they won't jump into a urinal. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And that's always the fear. If they get into that urinal, they like, unlock oh, the this? door, you yeah. know, and they fucking start walking out. Or, or like, the, the, or sometimes, you know, like I just have to go to the bathroom, but I'm alone with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so they have to come in with me. And then they just have to like stand there in this tiny stall, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or some, have you ever done the urinal holding them on your shoulders before? No. I've done that quite a bit. Well, I've, I've held them and in my arms terrifying. and just used one hand at the urinal. Have you done that before? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But when you got two of them with you, yeah, that's... sometimes you have to because I'm I, I can't put either one of them down, or they they will immediately <laughs> get either abducted or dunk Wait, their head so into a shit bowl. Wait, so how do you hold both? You have one on your shoulders and you're holding the other that's, in your that's, arm. Yeah, it's sort of a mixture. You've done that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I do that when we walk that's around impressive. sometimes too. You know, yeah, I, but I, while you're peeing, yeah, that's impressive. That is impressive. You know, come to think of it, that is pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> but anyway, so kids sections at restaurants. You could just train yourself to not use any hands. I'm sure somebody's done that. The, yeah, but well, then probably you're the same fire, person you know? who's learned how to levitate. That's right. It's all, it's all connected. step one was learning how to pee in a urinal without using your hands. It's all part of the system, man. That they use their mind to unzip their pants. Yeah, like, <laughs> the ultimate. That was the point of the whole power uh, in the first place. But anyway, the, the restaurant people. Yeah, yeah, they've got to figure this out, right? Because like. We're we're gonna we're gonna keep being you know good business for you all. We're gonna you make build... more money. Kids go through a lot of food. Not only know? that, but also we're gonna come in earlier when it's not jam packed, and you want yes. more people there. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna be quick because we can't we can't spend a lot of time there. We have to like there's get definitely in, a ticking time eat, bomb, and then leave. It's the classic when they come back and ask how the food was. You go, it's yeah. great. Can we also get the check? Exactly. You gotta get. Food. I usually just order the food and then say, and why don't you bring the check with the food? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't actually. Or do we're that. gonna shit in your sink. Um. Exactly. So so it's a good deal from their perspective. They're all you know they're getting the the turnaround from these families. They're getting them earlier in the day when they need more business. Yeah. So you got to work on that experience, which is I'm using that word in particular because it's a good segue. So we're doing something interesting with this transition because this is actually the first time in history, the history of the universe of just winging it, that we've had to re-record the second half. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It was so bad the first time around yeah. that we sat on it for three days. It literally said- ended in us on the ground at each other's throats. Because Sweaty. we were in such ardent disagreement about Covered what we got feces. into. Covered in feces. And uh, it was weird. It, it went off the rails. It was romantic. Technically, it was it's the third time because we just recorded this <laughs> segment, but but I looked and Patrick's mic wasn't plugged in. <laughs> so we're, we're to be fair, be I just had an Indian food hot pocket. That's I'm true. in a state of ecstasy. Yes, of divine. actual ecstasy, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that can be forgiven. But let's let's Nirvana. get back on track. Hang on. You got to tell me about this conference again, and I will act like I have. And now that never I'm doing this, this the before. second time, it's yeah. going to be so much better. It is because so. All right, I'm going to jump to the jump to the point here. Okay, go. So I went to this conference. Right, we talked already about how it was nice to like get away from the kids and all that stuff. But like as we were just talking about with the the just whinging it, experience right is is an important thing. And so many big brands now are focused as much on the product as they are on the experience around it. Okay, so we deal with this with Amazon and with all the big companies that we. Uh, deal with, and I think we know as consumers that like I don't just want a good product; I want it there to be a good sort of return. You gotta po- treat me right, exactly. You want me to buy your shit? And you gotta treat me good, right? So it's an interesting topic, and that was what the conference focused on. Um, but as a result of like you know trying to get people to any conference these days, they brought in you know just some amazing speakers: Oprah, President Obama, Brandon from Imagining Dragons, Brandon from Imagine Dragons. Um, which I can say now, since we're recording this the second time, is not his name. <laughs> we've had time to go um, research. We've had some time, yeah. yeah, unlike all of our others. I will still call him Brandon. That's fine. His name is Brandon. Um, Ashton Kutcher, uh, and then you you were on the list. I was. I had to which get out of the last minute, unfortunately. It's a joke we're making a, for the second time now. It's true. It's true. It's, it still um, works, though. It does still work. It still works, works I Because you say. guys have never heard it before. That's true. So he was on the list. Yes. Patrick Green, as a speaker, 11,000 people there. And uh, they apparently... Was it 11,000 people? Yeah, there were 11,000 people, and they dropped in Ashton Kutcher instead, who they was did. just off the rails. I mean, the guy is well, very smart, that's why smart, he was my, but... repl- my replacement, is he was another off the rails. Yeah, he pretty much he sounded the, like we the, do. the classic off-the-rails guest. A little it's bit true. of chaos. You need you need one of those. you, you got to drop you them in. Shit, yeah. Whereas Obama and Oprah were some of the most you know composed people 
uh, in our world and who just like every word is just brilliant. Can we try an experiment really quick? We should. Can you try to say that again the way that somebody like that would say it? Whereas President Barack Obama is so composed, knows exactly what he will say, and it's as if his... He's multiple steps ahead of see even what I just did there with the little yeah. Thing. So you stopped. The, the, I know. That's what's so hard about. All right, I'm gonna try. It. I can't just, talk that uh, going slow. Going forward, I'm gonna try to do an Obama internal like slow myself down, be cohesive. Uh, but isn't it frustrating? See, I appreciate well, it realize he I'm does a it, but, idiot is, is but I can't go that slow. That's way. That's annoying. Yeah, but see, but they're able to keep the train in the station. I always know? imagine that people who listen to our show use like, can you slow down a podcast? I know you can do the f- two times speed. Can yeah. you do a point five? Yeah. Well, one time our show was on point five speed, and we sounded iTunes, normal. And I and I was like, wow, I sound kind of tired. But like, I, I wasn't like, wow, it's. I was yeah. like, that sounds like a normal human. But go ahead, talking. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'll, I'll wait till I respond to something. That you okay. Say. So so tell me about it, and then I, I want to see if the if the listeners can notice that I'm trying to sound so the, the the point of this and bringing up the conference you know isn't to talk about this experience management conference that i went to um it's the idea what i came out of it with and often i have this experience when i go to a conference or something like that where you sort of get out of the day-to-day it's not just like all-out vacation you know you're activating your brain um whereas vacation ideally you're kind of like turning it off or whatever <laughs> um is that you come away with some inspiration you know with some like out-of-the-box thinking some insight and you kind of think about how to then take that into your your day to day existence. Um, so I think of I'm for, literally trying to respond the way that they were, and I can't. Well, do I'm it not even giving you anything to respond. Well, to no, yet but either. but I'm like thinking like how how would I respond to this in a cohesive? I can't. I fuck. I can't do it. <laughs> but that's why we're just winging it. That's why we're just winging yeah, it. They bitches. figured it out. And that's why we're getting twelve thousand people at our conference. That's right. So go ahead. So insight into into your so, life. So and so I think about we talked about this in uh, which episode was it where we referenced Maskelo, who's a professor who wrote this book oh, about right. discipline and other things with kids. You know, old school parenting for new new age parents or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the growth mindset. And uh, I referenced a quote from him that I can't remember now. But basically, I like to think of it for for those database geeks out there, those more on the technical side. Um, you know, <laughs> everything that's done on the Internet, there's often a database behind it of information. Right. Right. So the information that you're reading or whatever it is, is in some kind of structure behind the scenes that is able to be manipulated and then presented to you in that way. OK, so we all have sort of a database that is our brain mm-hmm. and. Every, all the information that we're taking in either fits within the current schema, the current structure of that database, right? You can think of it as simple, like there are certain columns you have and rows, right? And so the information kind of has to either fit in the existing structure or it actually starts to change the structure of your, your brain, your database, to whatever it is. alter the structure of the cerebrum. <laughs> there you go. That was pretty good. Yes. You'd, you'd sound really – I feel like you should have like maybe your glasses on – um, My glasses are at home. Maybe a coat. They are you know, scratched. That's a blazer. The problem. Yeah, <laughs> now I can't, it just I can't fucking silly. do it. Now, yeah, yeah. So, so in the sense, so I, what I'm getting at more is this latter idea, right? That you're actually changing the schema, the way that you think about things, the paradigm for life. Okay, is any of this making sense to you? Yeah, it does. But I feel like small brain. So who, who, so who said it? Oh, that that I'm I'm talking about as this as is just a, Abdullah bullshit coming uh, at me right now. Abdul- okay, yeah. <laughs> Nobody so, said so, it at the so, conference. So, okay, okay. So All right, yeah. fine. I'll stop sharing Abdul bullshit and I'll just share what Oprah and Obama said because okay. that's what you're yeah, listening let's, for. Let's okay? get past the bullshit, John. Fine, fine. Okay, so Give here's it what to I'm me getting at. Straight here's with what I'm no hesitation. At. So I was. I'll, I'll start with Oprah because I was more surprised, and I don't know Orpa. why. Um, because of course she's built this massive following, incredibly successful woman, Empire. Um, against many odds, right? In terms of how, where she was born at, in terms of her economic status and race and all of that. 
Um, so of course has an amazing story. But oh, yeah. what I was what I was shocked, really delightfully surprised by is is just the like the layers of inspiration. I was you could see my notebook. It's just like scribbles of all. It of looks her. like the diary of a serial killer. <laughs> it does honestly. indeed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would never be able to actually refer back to it to know what my plans were if I, I were find, mapping I do that something. with notes too a lot. Is, is I, I yeah. take these like really in-depth notes and then I look back at it. I'm like, I can't fucking tell if that's human handwriting or somebody having it's a seizure. True. It's and true. You, you look like somebody having there, a seizure. But, there, but that being said, I'm sure there's some great stuff. There's enough here that I can pick up little pieces of it. Yeah, so let's one hear some. in particular, she talked about, think about all the people that Oprah has interviewed in her life. Seven. Right? Seven billion Seven people. Probably everybody on earth. Yes. Right? In all walks of life. And she said- one of the things that is held true for her, and, and she feels is a common denominator among us all, um, every single person she's interviewed at the end of the interview would say, was that okay? Or some version of that. Was that good? Was that what you were looking for? So everybody from like an ex-president to like uh, somebody that she just knows you know, personally. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because what she got to there is, you know, we all at a very basic level, she believed this to be a universal truth. We all want to be heard, and we all... Um, want to be sort of understood, right? We want to sort of contribute some meaning. And so they would, she would get that question, was that okay? Meaning, did you hear me? And did that sort of, you know, contribute towards what we're trying to do here together, yeah. you know? And and I thought that was, you know, it was provocative. It, it got me thinking about that a little bit more. And she, she talked about some examples of that, in particular a show where she had um, this mother who had just lost her daughter. And it was... Of the focus of the episode, and I think maybe even that week, was domestic abuse. Mm. She lost her daughter um, because the daughter's boyfriend murdered her, um, you know, physically beat her and, and killed her. And I don't know the details, but um, before the episode started running, Oprah had gotten into this mode where she would ask before each one, why are you here? You know, what is it? What, why are you here on this show today? And she asked the mom this question, okay? Because she she made this pivot in her career of really thinking about the why and the purpose behind each of these so that, you know, rather than just having, like, Brad Pitt because, hey, it's Brad Pitt, he's going to come talk about his thing. It's like, what is the real purpose behind this, right? And she talked about, you know, focusing on that in all of the sort of actions that she takes in life. Um, and so the idea that everything starts with an intention. Mm. And so she wanted to know, what is the intention of this mom on the show? And why are you here? And she said... Well, you know, I, I talk about my daughter on all these shows, right? And all the reporters are asking me about how she died and, like, getting into these gruesome details. And, and my daughter was this beautiful person who I want to celebrate. And, and mm -hmm. I don't get to do that. I don't get to talk about her life that she lived and not just the end of her life, right? And so Oprah said, well, I can do that for you. You know, let's make this an episode where we celebrate this young woman and we show her as, a, as an example to other young women um, the the dangerous relationships that you can get into and some of the slippery slopes around that and why maybe you should, you know, listen a little bit to the advice that some others like your mom are giving you along the way, right, to, to protect you or to help protect you. Mm -hmm. And it went on to become an Emmy Award winning show. That was her first Emmy. Um, and it was just th this, it just gave me pause to stop and think about this concept of um, intentionality and the idea that we all want to be heard and understood. And I think you know, already in my life, I've been really trying to think about that in my life at home, um, in my life at work, like where you have disagreements that aren't really about the thing, but are about two people who aren't hearing each other out. Right. You know? Right. Um, well, and, or, or who aren't listening. Or know? who aren't listening I, at I, all. I think that's like the distinction between hearing and listening. Right? I think you're right. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good point. Um, 
And so that was, that oh, that, was that's what my speech at the conference was supposed. That's what it was. <laughs> it was all about. about. I, mean, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> exactly, course, exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing she got into is you know zooming out and from her life and her career, she talked about you know like what is it that we're all doing, right? And again, maybe building on the intentionality piece, but it's like change the paradigm of how you of your work and ask this question: How do I use this in service to create significance, not just for myself but for someone else? And she talked about the idea that. Uh, she, she referenced her mentor, Maya Angelou, who she had this conversation with after she was like, you know, cooking. They were cooking together. And she was just had just gotten back from South Africa and was telling Maya Angelou about how this will be her legacy, this new school that she was building for young women. Can you imagine having a life where that's like a, that's like a Tuesday night? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're fucking cooking There's with Maya Angelou pie, yeah, yeah. discussing your experience opening a foundation. Exactly. And and my Angelou apparently you know was was I think she even you know I love the description her her hands were like in a pie or something making a pie, and uh, and she's like no you don't know what your legacy's gonna be and she started to get like defensive about it based on Oprah's telling of this and uh, <laughs> she's like knife out yeah exactly <laughs> trust me <laughs> they had like a Kill Bill style scene <laughs> in that moment right very dramatic yeah very dramatic um, but you know they're passionate people so <laughs> so then she like insisted you know like well I'm pretty sure this is gonna be my legacy I mean it's kind of the biggest thing I've done it's gonna contribute or whatever. And she's like, yeah, but you don't know what your legacy is going to be. Like, you don't get to decide what that is. And she had this quote, which now you can find, of course, blasted on memes and, you know, graphics all over the Internet. But um, it's your legacy is every life you touch. And this idea that um, our time here on Earth and the legacy that we leave is about the lives that we touch. And I'm I'm looking at you nod, and I'm curious to get your your uh, perspective on this one. In well, particular, I'm, I'm because it's what because we almost I, I killed think, each other yeah, about. Well, so, so this we got we got derailed because I got semantic about it. But hearing you say Don't it again, yourself. I'm, I was focusing on the second half of what you were saying and not the first half about legacy. Yeah, and I feel like even though I've listened to that segment again, this is the first time I've actually I've actually heard you. Oh, you're hearing I've me. Actually, I should have my own conference idea was. Do you understand me? I do. Yeah. So you're talking about legacy. I was thinking more about that. The sort of point of living is to touch as many people's not as many no like that like that the impact you have on people is a way to measure how successful you've been in life and that is not necessarily the same as saying your legacy is this i think you're right about that there is actually a distinction mm-hmm. there and i think that that is actually exactly yeah. valid yeah because it's true that you, like how you are remembered and, and what what you are thought of in the yeah. public sphere you know like for you it'll be your swimsuit modeling you know oh absolutely uh, for and me it'll, it'll also be my swimsuit career. modeling in the boxing career you know, like that's that's your that's your legacy. So I actually well, I retract my derailment from. Yeah, before. I'm glad you've seen the light. I, I can summarize it in, in ten words, people. I was saying that I do think that th- there is validity to people who don't seek out other people in their lives and just live there. It's okay if you want to live sort of an insular life, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us to understand that because we aren't, you know, hermetic. We're, we're like pretty that. extroverted. We're pretty extroverted. Both uh-huh. swimsuit competition winners. But I do think that there is, you know, that there's room for plurality of life choices in, the, in that. Oh regard. yeah. But legacy wise. Totally get it. Oprah, I love you. And see, I understand. Maya Angelou, thank you very much for your wisdom. The great pies. And we're taking the I hear you thing to heart right now. We're hearing each other. And are, I want to yeah. say that a point that, that Patrick made, and I think this this uh, is important, um, is that we all have you know different conceptions, different values, different ideas of what success is, right? So so I, I, I want to be clear that it's not a values judgment um, here, but I also want to be clear and thinking back to the episode about joy – that while I don't think every person has to like, you know, think of, you know, I want to have kids or I want to go into a service organization or do these things which very tangibly touch other lives. Swimsuit competition. Um, because like, who are we to say? Like you said, every every person's definition of success is different. Um, 
the the part that I I still probably won't articulate as well as I could. But anyway, there's the legacy part, and I do feel like there's the meaning of life part, which we say this podcast is sometimes about mm-hmm. poopy diapers, and poopy the diapers, of life. And of life. Yeah, and I think that meaning in life has to be connected to other people in some way. I, I shouldn't say has to because it doesn't have to for you. But <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, all right, all right. I won't drag us back into the argument. I just want to say that. I think that it will be difficult for any human being <laughs> to live a truly fulfilling, happy life without some human connection. I can leave it at that. We can disagree, but I just, even if your perspective right now is that, you know, it's about these other things, I'm going to challenge you as a listener, whoever it is. As, if, a, he- as a hearer as a and hearer, a listener. Mm-hmm, if, if, you know, if you're looking for meaning in life and it does not involve human connection the idea of connecting with other humans in some way it could be through your work as an artist through mm-hmm. your everyday work through your family members then you might um, be a republican i mean sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i'm oh, sorry <laughs> i think i i'm i'm at least struggling with seeing a path towards true happiness there because there is none for you and there is none for me <laughs> i would absolutely hate that right yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the absence of impacting other people and and, and fostering relationships with other people i would feel miserable and i would be absolutely abject yeah, you know, it would be the worst, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I, but, we, but we I, I, I am that trying. We I, this unhappy. is part of my New Year's resolution with the patriarchy. Part of it is like I'm trying to to create room in my head to think about other people as not You're just trying to add some columns to your. Data I'm trying to here. add some columns to my fucking database, which is getting a little messy at the moment. <laughs> um, you know, to allow for other other people's viewpoints and yeah. other ways of life, and and to not necessarily judge them for that, yeah. and to, and to, and to be aware that there are things that I don't understand about other people's life experience. So I don't want to come to a what no. could be construed as a value judgment on That's fair. On, on totally fair. That being said though, what you're talking about is wonderful. And <laughs> and I agree with it completely. And a load of bullshit. And a no, load of shit. Let's move on. Yeah. Thanks, Maya. Um the I do want to reference I, I didn't have this opportunity in the last one because we went so far astray, but um President Obama seeing him speak and I'm also right now reading I told you in a past episode Becoming by Michelle you're Obama. You're still reading that, huh? Of course, you know, it's, it takes me like it's a fucking a while, year. But yeah. I'm, I'm over halfway through. I'm, good for I'm you. making good progress. Good for you. It's an amazing read. I mean, I would highly recommend People it. People absolutely love that it and I and I love Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't want to read it. Really? You yeah, just I don't know you why. just flat out don't? I just like I keep seeing it on like the in the like bookshelves and I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's that good? Oh, absolutely. It has stuff that we don't know about in it. Oh, the the perspective that's there, and in, in terms of the family dynamic and what went into um, campaigning, and yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not yet at the moment where <laughs> like, there's as went, much. What went what's into happen? the table of contents was yeah, yeah, just yeah. beautiful. Um, no, no, I'll, no, I'll I, pick I, it up. I'll pick it up. I think it's worthwhile. Okay, I'll pick it up. Maybe you should she's practice a, she's incredible. this I, idea I, of taking a more feminist perspective by reading yeah, a fucking maybe women, I should. a woman's life. Okay, buddy. Maybe I should. Smash yeah. the patriarchy. So why don't you make that yeah. one of your goals? That's my fault. Challenge yourself. Value's judgment there, John. Um, <laughs> so anyway, one of the things he talked about, and and actually we we joke about Scrum um, and this agile approach, right? But actually, in a way, it very much connected to that, and that is Obama. His, yeah, his approach to change, right? Um, and what was his campaign slogan? Hope. It was just it was more change was in there, right? Um, wow, isn't it amazing how fast hope we for can change? Blank? Was that it? No, that sounds terrible. Change for change for <laughs> give me some change. <laughs> give me some change. Uh, change you can believe in, maybe something like change that. Change you can believe in. 
Uh, I don't think that, that was might it. be Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that might be Bernie. <laughs> Burn Doug. All right. Anyway, it's been a long time. it doesn't okay, matter. It doesn't matter. It all bleeds into. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is, he was asked a question related to his presidency and some of the. Um, the so this was Q and A too. There was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. For him, it was Q and A. Get a question. In? Um. Oh, it was all my questions. About, it was all. It, you know true. how we got into listening to just winging it. What yeah, he likes good. best about the good, show. Good. It was all about us. Yeah. The, the conference organizers were like, "Listen, we can't. We have to cut him off. Yeah. He's still talking yeah. about how much he loves your show." So he talked about. Um, those decisions and those hard moments where you have to uh, negotiate and make compromises. And he had this quote, and this truly, I'm not just saying this, this is something that I've probably every day since then has run in my mind in some circumstance in my, in my, over the course of my day-to-day life. How do chickens and have sex? And it's as simple as this. Better is good. Mm. And it's the idea that change happens incrementally. And he's talked a lot about this on different you know interviews and all that, right? But the idea that you know, you make compromises, things don't go the way you want to, but when you talk about change, the path there is not a straight line. I'm sure somebody has a great quote about that. I think MLK, maybe I forget who it is. Um, <laughs> but Probably, cha- better yeah. is good. And the idea that we focus on better and we don't let, you know, he didn't use this one, but I often, I like this one too, which is that you don't let perfect become the enemy of good. I think mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. And so this that incremental comes up change. quite a bit. Yeah, it does. And we we get so stuck in it, right? We get so stuck in the idea that we aspire to something great and we want that thing, right? Mm-hmm. We want it to look like that and be like that. And this happens all the time in our day-to-day life. We talk about it in the Joy episode where um, the Dalai Lama talks about, you know, so much of our anxiety, our frustration, um, our misery comes from wanting things to be different than they are right. instead of accepting, right? And that doesn't mean you accept and you don't try to change it, but like better is good, you know? And if we're if we're really focused on the better... Um, I don't know. I just think that's like a life that is where you change the paradigm. And, and for me, even in the way that I work, it's, you know, if you read up on scrum, um, <laughs> at, at the heart of it and being agile is this idea of incremental change. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, yeah, I'll just, again, to zoom out of all of this, the reason I'm raising it is that it's good to sort of break out of our everyday, whether it's a conference or wherever you find moments where you can recharge and bring in new ideas, right? Which this maybe does speak to our, our argument or disagreement. It's like hearing other people and maybe allowing your own paradigm, your own database to, you know, to that schema to change, yeah. right? That's which important. Is, which can be scary, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we, we live uh, in, a, in a world where we don't prioritize in that very much. In a world. You know, where we try. I, I do actually genuinely want to know how chickens have sex, by the way. And I, I, just, I want to bookmark that. That visual, <laughs> though, is pretty hilarious. I just don't know how they, I don't know, I don't know how that happens. I but, think the but, rooster just goes around and fucking... Yeah, but does it, have, does, it have, does it have a dick? It's got to have a penis, I mean, right? Yeah. Have you seen those roosters, man? Those they're I mean, like, they look they, like they would have penises. They salivate. I mean, yeah, they like they're horn dogs. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But anyway, keep going. But so I, I think it's hard. Uh, this is something that I struggle with a lot. And yeah. as we were mentioning earlier this week, I was struggling with this idea too about how you know when we feel like we deserve more control over things, or we feel like we have an idea of what things should be, and then they don't go that way. Yeah. Or we feel like we don't have control over the trajectory of things. Um, this like natural friction arises and we get really unhappy. So for example, if, if you are working on a project, a multi-stage project and, um, and it is not going in the direction that it was supposed to go that you've already agreed to, right. Um, you can find yourself getting super frustrated with that. Yeah. But if you, if you look at it on a micro basis and you think like, well, what are we actually doing here? And how are some of the small things that are getting subsumed by the larger quote unquote failure? There's like little successes all along the way that we can use down the Mm -hmm. road. Right. Mm -hmm. And and then you, and then you never have actual failures because you're able to like build like failure is actually a great thing. Right? Yes, yes. And you hear a lot of the time how important it is to to make mistakes, 
how important it is to be terrible at something so that yeah. you can like learn what it's like to be bad and then you right. can get good at it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that he talked about that too. It's just like putting in the reps. That's why I, I gave him those notes. That's how. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think we got to where we needed to with this episode. Yeah, we did. Um, and it's a lot better than what we would have aired. <laughs> it's so a I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad we redid it for yeah. all your sakes. We'll see. Maybe you next someday time, guys. we'll release the uh, you know the deleted scenes. If any poultry, if, if there's a poultry farmer listening, please tell us how chickens have sex, but please. don't tell it in like detail. Just like, just like the. I want. I want. Some, I mean, maybe like maybe a little, maybe like, maybe like, like a little bit. Of, give a us little a erotic on this. Like make you know, like like his swelling crest was like you know, bobbing up and down. Oh boy! The chicken was clucking. I don't know something. Like that. <laughs> and the chicken was. And clucking. the chicken was clucking. <laughs> Very all right, erotic. all right. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.